We back at it. We back at it. We in the building. We back in the building, man. It's New Wave Radio. New Wave Podcast. You already know the deal. Here in the building, man. Get my setup real right, real quick, man. We here. Thank you guys for tuning in on my podcast. It's been a minute. It's been a. It's been a. It's been a. A few, probably like a month, I would say. Month and a half. I miss Thanksgiving. I miss Turkey Day. I gave you guys a shout out on the podcast. I posted something. But I'm back. Merry Christmas to everybody. Everybody on the podcast. Everybody on Instagram slowly pouring in. Thank you very much for tuning in. Rocking with New Wave Podcast. Hope you guys had a very Merry Christmas. Also hope you got everything you wanted. If you didn't get everything, anything you wanted, you know, and there's always next week. You know what I mean? You just got to get it on Christmas. Shout out to everybody that went out there and um, shopped and made their family feel special on Christmas. Shout out to um, the people that couldn't spend Christmas with their family. They somewhere away, maybe in the military, prison. You never know where you work. Um, you never know where you could be. And you missed that special day, December 25th, Christmas. Happy birthday to all the birthday people. Whoever had a birthday on Christmas, happy birthday. Much love to everybody that's out there. Been doing a thing. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you for all the re the people that listen to the rebroadcast on the podcast. I look, I check every day at work. I refresh and I see the numbers going up. Not by a long, not by like millions or you know what I mean. It's like a couple people might tune in. Ain't like it ain't like we hot ninety seven or nothing like that. Kiss FM or some shit. Shout out to the 10 or 20 or 30 people that tuned in while I was gone. It was much appreciated. Um, So much content to talk about. But I narrowed it down to like the most simplest and the most popular. We're going to start. We're going to talk about some Takashi 69 couple of days ago, he was sentenced to 24 months in a federal penitentiary. A lot of people had some doubts about that, but it wasn't no doubts. You know what it is. Um, we're going to talk about basketball, LeBron James, these new Lakers, um, the Clippers. They all had a game on Christmas Day. We're also going to talk about some NFL talk. As you can see... I have a New York Giants hoodie on, and it is my Christmas present. And this New York Giants hoodie was my Christmas present. My wife bought it for me. Um, she bought me this, and I'm hoping that it's a good luck sweater. If the Giants win on Sunday, this will be my good luck Christmas hoodie. And I probably will never wash it again. I'll take it to the cleaners. I'll bring it home. I'll hang it up. 
but I won't put it in the washing machine. That's if the Giants win Sunday. The New York Giants have to win Sunday. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some hip-hop. You know, we got a little, We always talk about hip-hop. We're going to speak on some hip-hop. Kanye West album dropped a few weeks ago. Jay-Z, Nas, Drake, just et cetera, et cetera, just to name a few. That's not who we necessarily going to have to talk about. We're going to talk hip-hop. You know what I mean? We're going to get into a little bit of stuff. But like I said, the young boy, Takashi 69 he recently got sentenced. I think it was December 18th. He was sentenced. A lot of people was hoping that he'd get like 25, 25, 10 months, 10 years. You know, people had, people had their own views and takes on this whole situation. They thought the young boy was going to be like, Served on a silver platter But he wasn't And um I didn't doubt it He had to do 24 months He has to do 24 months He has about 12 in now So he has to do About 7 months so he should be home probably but like in July or in the August. You know what I mean? So I mean he had to basically time serve good behavior, all that stuff. He has to go to a, a program upon release. You know, a lot of stuff like that. But my thing about this young boy, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't if I was anybody that's out there in the real world. That's saying, yo, yo, he should have did a fucking 20 years. Like, why would he be doing all that? He gave these guys, like, he gave, if you want to total up these guys' time, he gave the system over 100 years of prison time. All these guys compiled, if you want to compile their cases and stack them up, stack up the numbers. Some dudes did 20, 15, 10. Some guys got, you know what I mean? It's like he gave them a lot of years. So in his, in his return, he got a short sentence. You know, he told on a lot of people. And he's... He basically told on a whole on a whole organization, a whole club, gang, whatever you want to call them. He told on all of them. So throughout them young boys' whole life, if you're affiliated with them, you're watched by them. So you can't even go. I don't care if you choose to get married five years from now and live a, a live a normal life. Kids, dog, cat, fish tank, wife, beautiful wife. I don't care if it's down the line. These people are going to say, yo, look, remember him? Yeah, we got him. He knows this much, and we're going to get him. And we're going to get him to do this. You know, I mean, that's what it worked. He, he chose to tell on these bulls, and he basically almost kind of like crippled their future. He took a bunch of guys down. 
like I said, he took an organization down. Because now they got the green light to keep messing with you. And messing with you. And messing with you to feel as though they don't have to do it again. You watched the movie Donnie Brasco? He pulled like a Donnie Brasco. But it really wasn't Donnie Brasco. It was just Takashi 69. You know, that's all it was. And, um, you know, the situation he was in, he basically had no choice. You know, so um, a lot of people could say this and that and this and that, whatever they want to say. But, um, he basically had no choice. You know, as far as his career goes, he had a choice when it came to that. But he put himself in this position. And it was a, it was a, it was a very weird situation that he was in. It had the world talking about it, the media, everyone talked about it. Um, so many people were speaking on this. Um, you know, the Breakfast Club said they don't want to interview. Wouldn't interview come home? I believe you. I think they would interview him. You know, I think they would interview him because if the station down the dial gets it and they interview him, then they gonna be popping. Cause you know the situations he had with the boy down there, with the beard and everything. You know they had a he had a he he, he talked about that boy mother told him to invite him to his manhood everything so um I really don't think that they would turn down that interview and especially if he coming home in July cause who knows if they are gonna be popping how they popping now in July it might be whack in July I mean you know like people get on that radio station and they just interview certain people but it's really like alright you know, is people really listening to this in the morning or are they just getting on the internet and clicking on shit? You know? Which leads me to I'm I'm gonna talk about something right now about that clicking, clickbaiting and stuff. I'm gonna talk about something now about that. Give me one second. That's Apple E and J. So, um, I'm going to talk about something right now, about the clicking. Because to transition out of the Takashi 69 thing, you know how, like, a lot of people, they have billions of views online? Online, they have billions of views. Hang on one second. I had to throw something away. Excuse me. So you know how people have billions of views online. Some of them could be fake views. Some of them could be fake likes or whatever. I believe that they need to put like a limit. If you make a rap song or interview, you should see a person should be able to listen to your interview at least 10 minutes. If it's over 30 minutes, at least 10 minutes in order for us to know that somebody viewed it. You have to view it at least 50% or in full before you get a 
click for them views because these views add up and these views is what's misleading people. I could click on something and view it for 10 seconds, but that don't mean I watched it. You know what I mean? That don't mean I watched it. So we got to be able to figure out a way to control the views when it comes to these like videos like cuz you know they people going to people going to get interviews and they're going to say, "Oh, I got a million interviews. I got a million views." Really it's like only with like probably like 100 you know 100 people probably listen to it in full. You know what I mean? That's just a minor transition. We're going to get into some NBA talk because um that's minor shit. NBA talk. We had those Christmas games yesterday. NBA Christmas games came on. And we watched one game that stood out was that 76ers and Milwaukee Bucks game. The 76ers and Milwaukee Bucks. Give me one second. One second. One second, people. So, like I was saying, excuse me for one. Excuse me for a minute. I was looking at some alerts on my phone. The 76ers and Milwaukee Bucks game was one of the games I watched, and you know, everybody thought that Giannis was gonna. Go run over the 76ers. He was just going to just storm in on them. But you got to understand, I was telling um, somebody that length, that length that they got is going to stop him from getting in that paint. That length. Because all you got to do to stop him is bring two guys, two guys in, on my podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm explaining to the Instagram. You bring two guys, a small forward, power forward, left and right to collapse, and you got the center in the middle. Um, the center is going to be like this, vertical. So when he comes into the hole, he has to pull up and shoot if it's Joel Embiid, which they did this last night. So you got Joel Embiid in the middle. He goes like this. All he has to do is this. The ball is seven foot three. You know? And so Giannis jumps in the, in the paint. If he goes and when he's driving, you got two guys left and right. The young boy not going to kick it out. During a big game like this, he's not going to pass. So what is he going to do? He's going to go straight up to the hole. And that's what prevented them guys from winning. The 76ers defense, the length. Height, the width, the width and the height of these guys on the Sixers is almost unbelievable. But they have a lot of flaws. They just beat a team that was easily for them to beat. Sixers got a lot of flaws. We've seen it. Denver ran circles around them. Phoenix ran circles around them. Sacramento almost ran circles around them. So they got a lot of flaws, but they prepared for that game yesterday. That was like a playoff game. And then B, you know, if the, if if Milwaukee sees the Sixers in the playoffs this year and B goes home crying if they lose. 
So the Sixers have to prepare all season for the Milwaukee Bucks because they don't want to go home crying. They have to prepare for the Milwaukee Bucks this year. They don't have to prepare for Toronto. Last year, they didn't prepare for nobody. They were just winging it. They were going with the flow. They were, they were riding the wave last year. They didn't prepare for anybody. They prepared, they, when they got to the playoffs and they played Toronto, you know, they didn't prepare for that series. That's why Toronto took them to the limit. You know, the shot don't mean nothing. That shot was luck. You know, but they took Toronto took them to the limit last year. They didn't prepare for them. Now, this season, the 76ers are preparing to beat teams. But will they beat them? That's the question. You can prep but so much. You can't prep for an injury. So you can prep but so much. But when it comes time to the playoffs, will you win those games? Like, I'm going to tell you something right now. The Lakers last night, Patrick Beverly basically hurt them. Kawhi Leonard hurt them scoring-wise. Paul George hurt them. Scoring wise A little bit of defense But I'm going to tell you something If the Lakers don't prepare to beat The Clippers LeBron James will be very disappointed All summer His hairline going to go to the back of his damn neck Because you got to prepare To beat these teams during the season These are the teams that you're going to face Probably in the playoffs You might be facing, it's a chance the Lakers and Clippers might face off in the playoffs, in the championship round. But I'm going to tell you this right now. If LeBron doesn't prepare for these guys, because the Clippers got a dog in the paint. The Clippers got a dog in the paint. The ball with the dreads can really play basketball. And he's not a slouch. He's not Anthony Davis, but he's definitely not a slouch. Then you got him, and you pair him up with Patrick Beverly. Like I said, up top at the key, Patrick Beverly was guarding LeBron James in the final seconds of the game. So that goes to show you how strong this kid is and how strong his game going to be in the playoffs. That kid Patrick Beverly was guarding LeBron James. Not a lot of people wanted to guard him. I'm guaranteeing you. The coach stood in the the coach stood in that huddle, and Doc Rivers probably said, "You you gonna guard LeBron, Paul?" Paul George probably was like, "Nah, I don't want to take that risk." Kawhi, I need you to guard LeBron. Nah, I can't do it. Patrick Beverly took a, stood up and took the challenge. Because I'm pretty sure the dude Doc Rivers asked them guys, they drew up a play for them guys to guard LeBron James. And nobody took that challenge. They probably said, nah, we got to do the next play. Nah, we got to do the next play. And Patrick Beverly, because he's little, you know how it is in the park, the little guy, you gotta, he got to be the scapegoat. Patrick Beverly was the scapegoat yesterday, but he showed them boys that he's here. He arrived. And he's ready to play ball. You seen what he said in the, in the, in L.A.? He said, this is my motherfucking house. You was playing in the Staples Center when the Lakers was the home team. He said, this is his fucking house. 
So I'm trying to show you something. If these Bulls, the Lakers, don't prepare for these Clippers, it's going to be a problem in L.A. Because LeBron ain't going to lose no more. He's going to about to just wrap it up. He's about to leave. And and um, Anthony Davis is a free agent. He They didn't sign him long term. So the Lakers don't have Anthony Davis this year. He's not theirs. He's not in their possession. Anthony Davis is just playing ball right now. He's playing to be the highest paid free agent ever on the face of this earth. That boy want to get this money. He not playing to be on the Lakers. The Lakers not going to give up all they got to get Anthony Davis. Believe me. I'm a Laker fan. They not going to give up the bank to, for him. Anthony Davis is going somewhere else. Might be his hometown in Chicago. Might be the Clippers. Might be the Miami Heat. But I'm going to tell you something. He's not going to stay in L.A. if they don't win. If they win, Anthony Davis will take some bread. He'll take a couple dollars. Like, yo, I'll stay. If they lose, you can just wrap it up. He's out. He's out. He's out. He's not going to be a Laker for after this season. You know, because LeBron probably not going to be a Laker after this season. They signed these guys, Danny Green and all them boys signed contracts to be with that team. The Lakers are going to be a shit show in one more year. It's going to be a real shit show. You know, because they, they wasted their money on talent that's really not going to, that's really not, um, they didn't even prove the point yet. You know, yeah, LeBron James, okay, yeah, I was happy for LeBron coming to L.A. I was excited. I'm a Laker fan. I have a right to be excited. But I've seen it down the line. I've been a Laker fan since uh, when I was a kid. I'm looking towards the future. I said, he ain't going to be there in like five years. We ain't going to be shit. Like, who we going to sign? You know we had a chance to, to draft a kid that's with Phoenix. Lakers had a chance to draft a kid that was Phoenix. They didn't draft him. This young boy went like 10 in the draft or some shit. I don't know what he went like. But he went past five. He was drafted. He wasn't drafted in the top five. You know, Lakers had a chance to draft a few players. So they basically blew their shot for star status. You know, they tried to get the like the top dogs to make this franchise look good, but it make them look bad because these guys are passing through. You know, if I'm an owner, I'm not wasting my time on somebody that's just passing through. You're not just going to walk through this house and not say hi to nobody and then leave. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to build a career here. You're going to shake the security guard hand, the cleaner's hand, the motherfucking lady in the pretzel factory hand. You're going to have to get accustomed to being here. You know, you're not just leaving like that. We locking you in. You're going to be a part of the franchise now. This is what ba- I don't understand this when it comes to these teams right now. They're just trying to win with these microwave basketball players. It's not happening. It's really not happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got to get somebody like, it ain't going to be another Kobe, y'all. You know, we know that. 
but you you gotta get somebody that's gonna be there and that's gonna be able to make it's gonna it has to make sense. Has to make sense. You know what I mean? It, it can't just be. It can't. Miami made it make sense with Pat Riley and LeBron and Wade. Haslam still there. Adonis Haslam didn't play for another team. He been with the Heat for his whole career. He was sitting there chilling. You know what I'm saying? These teams, these teams did it. It's the formula still out there. You just gotta go with it. You just gotta go with it. You know, but fuck that basketball shit. Moving along, like the Giants play this week. And like I told y'all in the beginning of my my podcast, I got a Giants hoodie on. I got a Giants hoodie on. The Giants have to beat the Eagles this week. And they don't have to beat them to make the playoffs because we ain't shit this year. We got to beat the Eagles to let these motherfuckers know that we here. And next year, we're going to try harder. But we also got to beat the Eagles to let them know that they not making the playoffs this year. You can sit right here on this couch with me. No playoffs for you. Because they beat Dallas last week in a game I thought Dallas wasn't even prepared for. Dak Prescott had the shoulder injury. Um, the Eagles were just more, more. they were just ready. They wanted it more. But this week, I'm telling you, if the Giants lose, I'm probably going to cry. There's a chance I might cry. I might go in my room and cry. Because I can't go another year watching the Eagles make the playoffs and hearing these fans talk about E-A-G-L-E-S, all that shit. I'm about sick and tired of that shit. So the Giants got to win. How do they win? They run the ball. They just sit on it. They, they bruise the defense up. Don't pass it. Daniel Jones... Don't pass it. You know they got guys like Malcolm Jenkins, even though they 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 um cornerback safeties are banged up. We know they still got somebody that's out there with heart that'll help them win. So you got Malcolm Jenkins, you got these guys, these spiritual players that's on the team that's gonna psych these dudes up, that's gonna pump these dudes up. The Giants don't have that. We don't have that. We don't have that. We don't have that emotional, that emotional player that's gonna make make them come out and just scream at the crowd and yell and just say "fuck it, we gonna win." They don't have it. They don't have it. They got a bunch of fucking punks on their team. So if they lose, I would understand. But if they win, I'd be happy as shit, man. But I just don't want them to lose. I don't want to cry in my room because I'm serious. I'm a grown-ass man. I'll be so fucking mad that I might cry tears. Because this is a team that you can't let win. This is a rival team. It's not the Buccaneers. It's not the fucking Indianapolis Colts or nobody. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. You beat these guys. You beat them so the fans could be mad. You beat them so the fans could cry. You beat them so the fans could throw a fucking chair through their flat screen TV. That's why you beat them. We need to beat the Eagles Sunday. I don't care. Just beat them by one point. That's it. I want you to beat them by one. I want the Eagles to miss a field goal with five seconds left so it can hurt 
that bad. Remember the miracle at the Meadowlands? Deshaun Jackson ran that shit back on us. That shit hurt. That shit hurt. I took my jersey off and I almost burnt that shit. Remember the, remember, the, remember the game when the boy Jake Elliott hit that field goal from the 50-yard line? 50-something yard field goal. Nailed it right down the middle. I was at that game. I was tailgating. It was hot that day. Them fans yelling in my face, boo, asshole. Uh, nah, we need our revenge back. We got to win this game. We got to win this game. Every year, it hurts even worse when they lose. We got to win this game, Giants. Come on. If you a Giants fan, you need to you need to be pushing for this team. Even if you're a Jets fan. You know, shout out to the um to Le'Veon Bell. You know, I'm not I'm not a Jets fan, but I like the Jets. But I can't I don't root for them during the season, but I I like them. But Le'Veon Bell finishing his first year. Is he a bust? Did he did he did he did he did he live up to his standards? Or did he just steal a bunch of money? I think he lived up to his standards. I don't think they used him right. I think they used him how they could use him. But I think Le'Veon Bell, if he sticks around and he stays and he plays next year, um, you're going to see some shit coming from the Jets. The Jets going to do something. Because they got a defense, man. You know, it's just like during the game, they don't execute well. They don't finish off the... They don't finish it off right. You you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta finish teams off, and then you got the young boy Sam Darnold. He's not polished. He's not seasoned. He's a quarterback, but he's he's just he's just just good enough to get us to the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, what's gonna happen? You know, what I mean? you gotta have an end game. Like the, the 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 Jets beat the Cowboys, which was a good game this year, but they lost to the Miami Dolphins. You know, it don't matter if they even beat Miami one and one. They still lost to them. Miami's considered as one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. And you lose to them. You know, you have to beat them. But then they turn around and beat teams like Buffalo, Pittsburgh, or whoever they beat. I don't even know. But you got to be very consistent when it comes to this football. In New York sports, you got to be consistent, period. Let's put it like that. We're not just going to sit here and talk about the Jets like the Jets is... The, the Jets never been that good. But what I'm saying is you got to be consistent. And in New York's football, New York sports, we need consistency. You know, we need a lot of consistency. I spoke to, I spoke on this yesterday. My man, like, like come on. You got to turn like... What does you got to do? Like, do you got to... How do you make the fans appreciate it more? You know, I heard Styles P say you got to change the Knicks colors. Maybe we do. But I think we got to change the face of the management first. Just like in New York Giants, we got to change the face of the management. The Yankees, we got we to gotta make the uh, management more aggressive. We don't have to change the face of the management with the Yankees. We just got to make them more aggressive. The Brooklyn Nets, I really don't follow them. But what I can tell you about the Brooklyn Nets is that, like, they trying. They've been trying. As soon as they came into the league, they've been trying. 
You know what I'm saying? So, um, hockey, I'm not sure about hockey. I'm not a hockey fan, but I watch it. But what I'm saying is, like, as far as sports goes with the teams I like, we have to be consistent. We really have to be consistent, and we have to think about put the W before anything. We have to win. We got to win. We can't take losses nicely. Like, we got to talk to the to the newspaper. Yo, when they lose, grind them up. Make them not even want to drive their cars through the city. You know? We got to make them not want to drive their cars through the city. An entire revamp. That's what my man just said. An entire revamp. We got to fix the whole city. We got to give... Yo, we got to... When you come off of every... Like major highway, I'm gonna tell you. Like, maybe I should be an owner of a fucking franchise in New York. When you come off every fucking highway, you should see a big scary face of a New York Nick or a Giant or a Jet or a Yankee. You should see Aaron Judge standing there with that baseball bat. You see motherfucking Eli Manning with that football, whoever the roughest guys is, like this. As soon as you come through, you should be like, you should be driving through that, like, oh, God. They serious about sports out here. You know what I'm saying? That's how it should, how it should be. When you come out the airport, teams coming out, people coming out the airport, fans, you know how the fans be. They want to yell and they want to come to this city and think it's okay to say certain things. No, we got to have signs that let you know you in Gotham City now it ain't gonna be nothing nice we gotta pump up the fans you know Rakim said pump up the volume we gotta get these motherfuckers some hurt, some pain we gotta let them see what it's like to come to New York City not just rap songs cause them rap songs don't even be doing it you know we gotta have we gotta have an aggressive approach to how we how we want people to come. When them motherfuckers come to the stadium, they shouldn't even be wanting to come to the stadium. A jersey from the opposite team shouldn't even be allowed. They pull up, they look at this parking lot, and they should be like, Ah, nah, I ain't getting out this car. These fans is crazy. Did you see what they did to that minivan over there? It's just what it is. I really don't think our city is hard enough anymore. I think we got soft. I think we got soft. What do they call it? We um we gentrified. We gentrified. It's just, we just one big happy family. We settling for the bullshit. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. That's my humble opinion. Some people could beg to differ. Some people could doubt me. Some people say, nah, D, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't fucking with it. You don't know nothing about New York. You ain't been here in a while. I'm around. And I think that as far as sports goes, sports is a major factor in our city. Sports is the anchor to our city. Nothing else is Sports. You know, some people got, like, foods. Philly got the cheese steak. We don't got that shit. We got New York City football. We got basketball. We got hockey. We got Mike Tyson. 
We got God Sham God. We got Skip to my Lou. What's the ball from fucking from 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 the Flatbush? The boxer. We got Zab Supers. We got Super Zab Judah. We a sports town. That's what makes us tough. So if our sports is soft, we soft. Fuck all that shit. Tell you the truth. If our sports is soft, we soft. You come to New York, you got you got anybody coming out there now talking that crazy shit. And it's been like that for a minute. But I'm talking about these motherfuckers pouring into the inner city now. The inner city, we were the backbone of sports. We the backbone of sports. We the backbone of sports in the inner city. You come to the jungle talking some crazy shit, you might leave with a black eye. I know what I'm talking about. I'm from that era where I'm from that era where the pain was felt. No, ain't nothing millennial about me over here. You come to New York on some crazy shit, it was gonna be about some other shit. Sports, we made it happen. We the reason, we the reason why people start getting crazy in the stands. It's all about New York. Like, if our sports is soft, I said this again, I'll say it again. If our sports is soft, we soft. We soft. Sports makes New York City move. You remember back in the day, I hate to reminisce about certain things because it hurts thinking back to it. You remember when the Knicks was winning? You remember when the Knicks was winning? If you're from New York, you remember when the Knicks was winning. If you listen to this podcast, wherever you're from, and you're not a Knicks fan, think back, you too. You remember when the Knicks was winning, when that crowd was on their feet the whole 48 minutes, not even sitting down. Oakley grab a rebound, yay. Patrick Ewing grab a rebound, yay. Stark shoot the shot, oh, it's not like that now. You remember, if you remember sports in New York City, you remember back in the days, Phil Simms get the snap, throw the ball, Vinny Testaverde for the Jets. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Come on, man. Derek Jeter for the Yankees. The Bronx was a problem. You wasn't going to the Bronx talking that you like some other team. Nah, hell no. They ain't letting that because the fans wasn't soft. So therefore, New York was living off that reputation, that gritty reputation from the sports fans. And that sports shit led to hip-hop sounding crazy. That sports, that sports vibe led to hip-hop sounding the way it used to sound. It wasn't just the artist, man. The artist was proud to be from New York because we was winning. We were winning. Non-stop. Might not have won championships, but we was winning. We was in the running for shit. We was making things happen. That's that New York mentality. We was always winning. Never losing. If you follow me, you understand what I'm talking about. That New York hip hop was that New York hip hop was popping mainly because of sports. I'll take you back one second real quick. 
real quick. I'll take you back. If you don't think hip hop, New York hip hop, was the was the fire? Remember the Knicks had that theme song, "Go New York, Go New York, Go." We are the New York Knicks. Motherfuckers was be in the park trying to dunk off the fucking free from the free throw line off that one song. And showed the highlights. Then they showed Patrick Ewing dunking sideways from the bubble. Showed John Starks, Orlando Blackman, Derek Harper, all the boys. It's just different. We went soft. The Giants can bring back the reputation Sunday if they win. The Knicks this year, I don't know if they can ever bounce back. Only thing what the Knicks got to do, they got to put somebody in a in a wheelchair this year. They got to send somebody home on a stretcher during a game of basketball in order for people to really appreciate them. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude got to go through the whole flying Elbow, right to the chin, fall out. You just see blood spurt right out of his mouth. That's the only way the New York Knicks, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. So what? You know what I mean? Them dudes are grown men. He'll be all right. Put some spit some peroxide out your mouth. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Trust me. You won't die from an elbow to the chin. You know what I mean? But the Knicks need to get tough. Knicks need to get tough. Shout out to everybody on on the podcast. We back at it, man. I've told y'all, man. I was doing some some grown adult stuff. Sometimes life got a hand, got a could keep a handle on you. It could grab you by the back of your shirt and just drag you like this, and just yank you. You know what I mean? That's what it do. But I got a firm grip on it, so you know what I'm saying. I, I, I I'm all right. I'm back. We back. We gonna be consistent this year. Monday through Friday, you already know what it is. You tune in. You don't got the link. Inbox me for the link. Go to the fucking. I'm talking to Instagram people. Go to the um to the bio. Get the link. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Amazon. I'm on um. Well, no, excuse me, not Amazon. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Google. I'm on all these other fucking wild podcast sites. I'm all over the place. And every now and then I look at the reviews, I say, damn, people still listening. So, you know what I'm saying? That um, didn't discourage me. That just encouraged me. So, I'm back at it. January 1st is the kickoff. We're going to do New Year's Eve together. I'm going to drop the... I'm going to be right here. I'm going to be right here. I'm going to have my bottle of Moet, probably. My bottle of Hennessy. I'm going to pop something on New Year's. We're going to bring in the New Year's together because we're going to rock out. We're going to do this all year. It's new wave season, baby. Holla at me. We back.